was it hard to start a business during COVID? I know that a bit, a lot of businesses went under and here you are starting a business in COVID. This is Hebrew Hits presented by JTribeRadio.com. I'm your host, Malia, and I sit down with people who live by the motto, it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. Welcome to the 48th episode of Hebrew Hits. I'm so excited. We're at this number 48. I can't even believe it. I'm so excited to be sitting down today with Gitsy Fellner. Before we get to the show, please hit that subscribe button right now on YouTube. Hit like, share, comment so that more people will be able to watch this video. The more you interact with this, with this interview, the more people will see it. Please go follow Hebrew underscore hits on Facebook and on Instagram. And also, if you're listening to this on any streaming app, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, please hit that follow button, subscribe, and please leave a five-star rating and a nice review. Well, let's get to the show. Yitzi, welcome to Hebrew Hits. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. This is so exciting. Well, Yitzi, he is the owner and the founder of Reliable Office Services. Tell me what exactly is that business? So Reliable Office Services basically provides small business owners and professionals a full-time dedicated receptionist to help them with their phone, scheduling, customer service, data entry, basically be a remote front desk for these small business owners. Wow. And how many receptionists do you have? Like, like all, like you have like one person who's running a bunch of businesses or each, each receptionist runs a different business? or is a receptionist for another business? So that's actually a great question. Uh, so the way it works is that we, the way we have it set up uh, is we're trying to appeal to small business owners. So the people who don't really have enough work to hire somebody full-time and they just need somebody to cover their, their phones and be there for their clients for a full day. So each receptionist uh, is actually, they handle four to five accounts. Uh, that they learn, they take on as their own, the clients get to learn them, and their customers get to, you know, know who they're dealing with. So yeah, each one handles about four to five clients. Oh, wow. That's cool. And before we get more into the business, I just want to know a little bit about your background. Like, tell me a little bit where you come from, and let's get to know you a little bit. Sure. So just to lay a little bit about myself, uh, I was originally from, you know, Flatbush in Brooklyn, uh, born and raised. (laughs) And I, you know, started my career as, you know, managing a startup business uh, where they did life insurance exams. So I basically did the day-to-day operations. So I did, uh, you know, whenever, you know, someone wants to apply for med- for life insurance, they have to get an exam where someone would come down, take some blood work, you know, do a little checkup. Um, they submit it and, you know, try to get a, you know, good policy. So I would get the phlebotomist. I would, you know, make sure that the paperwork was filled out correctly. I would do the scheduling. I basically, you know, ran the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for, you know, about a year, year and a half. And, you know, when it was time to move on, I actually uh, got a job at b You know, a lot of people think, oh, b you know, everybody goes to b mm-hmm. But uh, it actually was a fantastic place to work. Uh, I was there for five years in their corporate sales. 
where I learned a lot of skills in customer service and just how the corporate world works. And it was just an amazing experience. Anyone who, uh, you know, asked me, should they go get a job at B&H? I always recommend it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was in their corporate sales, you know, uh, worked my way up to team lead. And then, you know, we moved out over here to Lakewood where I live now in Lakewood, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, wanted to find something a little bit more local uh, where I started working in another startup company. I came in as a project manager and basically worked my way up to COO uh, where oh, I wow. built their warehousing system. I, you know, was overseeing their customer service. I was very involved with, uh, you know, sales and onboarding new clients, uh, basically running the entire, you know, day-to-day -day operation. Um, oh, and wow. then COVID hit where, you know, a lot of people were uh, affected, you know, some positively, some negatively. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, I had a great opening, great opportunity to, you know, start this business. And that's where we are. So would you say it was challenging for you? It seems like you had a few different jobs. Um, was it challenging for you to like go from one job to the next? Or was it either refreshing or you were like, wow, great new experience, or was it hard? Like you just wanted to be settled in one job or, or no? I guess it's a little bit of both. Like my personality, I like stability. That's just the way I am. <laughs> but at the same time, I like to grow and I like new challenges. So the main reasons why I left those other companies was because either, you know, I just needed a new challenge. It wasn't, you know, just enough for me. I needed something new. Um, or it's just, you know, I, I kind of just, I, like, yeah, I outgrew it. That's, you know, basically, I would say the best uh, way to describe it. Um, so and the different jobs, the different jobs that you're talking about seem like they're all very different. So are you just very skilled in different um, things or are you able to adapt to different jobs? So they do sound different, but if you think about the structure of what they're all about, they're kind of the same. Like I started off as, you know, you know, I started at the bottom when I was uh, a lot younger and I was doing like scheduling, a lot of data entry and just making sure things were shipping out and then we're in a pretty small office. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, I went from to customer service where, you know, just, you know, learning how to handle different situations, how to deal with clients, how to, uh, you know, just keep everybody happy, keep customers happy and make them returning customers. And from there, it kind of was a combination of those two where I was, you know, handling shipping and schedules and customer service. So it was all about customer service. And I think that was always like the, the base of every job that I had was focusing on that customer service and making sure you have customers that are happy and returning customers and just things running smoothly within the office, just everything goes smoothly. That's so interesting. So like, it seems like one job led to the next of getting more knowledge in this specific area. And has that led you to create this company that you have now with all that experience? Exactly. Yeah. 100% that uh, everything that I've like had, like worked on my entire, you know, professional career definitely mm -hmm. led me to this position for sure. And you started this during COVID. Was it hard to start a business during COVID? I know that a, bit, a lot of businesses went under and here you are starting a business in COVID. So it definitely had its challenges for sure, uh, you know, especially in the beginning when everything was still, you know, more, uh, everyone was on lockdown and working remote. But it, at the same time, I had that opportunity because this was a business that kind of came out because so many people had to downsize from COVID and so many people kind of became accustomed from working 
remotely and not really having somebody needing to have somebody in their office right next to them. Mm -hmm. uh, so it kind of just opened up an opportunity for us to, to start. Yeah. So. So again, your company is basically um, giving another business a, a virtual receptionist, right? That's what it Correct. is. Yeah. So, and that person, where is that receptionist located? Is it, is, is that even in like near that other business or it's wherever they, they are located? So we're actually located in here in Lakewood. Uh, the receptionists are actually located in our office here. Um, oh. Basically, I always tell like clients like, view me as your office manager. That's that's like kind of like my position. Uh, we have them in office where you know I manage them and make sure that things are being done correctly and to their liking. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like our appeal. Like we don't outsource to you know India or the Philippines or anything like that. We keep everything in house. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, who are these? Are these like, you know, Jewish ladies or just anybody who is local in Lakewood? So the staff that we have right now is not like within the community. Um, mm -hmm. They're not necessarily uh, Jewish women, but uh, they are very professional. When I hire, I make sure that, you know, we, we have the experience that, you know, would make them a good fit for the type of clients that I'm looking for. And yeah. they can handle themselves on the phone. They, you know, that they're very professional and can do the job right. That's awesome. And I've never heard of this kind of business. It could be that it, that there is something like that, but I don't think I've ever heard of it. So what made you either have this idea or make you want to go into this type of business? Like, how did you even come up with it? So it's actually interesting. Over COVID, I have, uh, you know, two family members that are physical therapists. Okay. And during COVID, they, listen, they couldn't see clients. They, you know, they had to downsize, you know, and uh, get rid of their staff that they were even thinking to themselves, you know, they were so quiet, they, they weren't quiet, but they didn't really have that much work for the staff to do anyways. So, you know, we're going to save some money, we're going to have a clinic in our house, and, you know, we're just going to do it on our own, we don't need the staff. Mm -hmm. But they saw that it was extremely, extremely difficult. And somebody, that's when somebody approached me with this idea, and I was just like, yeah, like, this is an amazing idea, how does this not exist? But it's interesting, oh as I started doing it, I started like, you know, you know, building the company, we noticed that there are companies out there that do this. And I think it's something that's gonna start popping up a lot more. But yeah, we're definitely trying to get our footprints in before this type of business is gonna be everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a genius, genius business. So I know that you had a lot of experience that led you to this, but how did you actually, I'm just, I just wanna know like logistically, because it's like so cool how you started this kind of thing. How did you actually get it started? Like you have a partner and then you just started telling people, hey, do you want a job as being a receptionist? Like, how did that all come to be? So I would say, like, like I said before, my personality is stability. Even when I was thinking about this idea, I'm like, no, this is a genius idea, but <laughs> this is not me. I'm like, you know, when the guys, I'll, I'll, I'll manage a business, I'll, you know, whatever, this is not my personality. And mm -hmm. I was talking to a few people and someone who I know very well is a business consultant. He's like, no, like, especially cause this was like kind of what <laughs> this whole like idea is like my strength, everything that I, you know, mm -hmm. done in the past. And, you know, th this is everything that I know how to do well. He's like, we're building this together. Cause I, I was even thinking taking on a partner, maybe let them deal mm -hmm. with the business side. He's like, no, 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 we're going to build this. And we're going to get this off the ground. And I'm very grateful for him actually for doing that because mm. yeah, it was a, 
one of the best decisions I made. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And it's, it's so interesting, like building a business, you would, you'd be like, okay, how does that fit into the mantra of the show? But it fits in so well because the show is, it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. So you took all that experience that it could have been difficult. Like you had to, you know, find another job after, you know, happening, like, you know, you, you had a few jobs. Some people would say, oh my gosh, that's a hard time in my life. It's challenging, which it is, but you took all that experience that allowed you to build this big company that is going to grow now because it's, it's just going to bloom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's all so about you, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. So what, what services do you provide besides for receptionists or is that your main service? So that's the, the base that we call it. Like, I mean, if anyone has a company that has a phone number, you need somebody to pick up the phone. At the end of the day, everybody wants somebody to pick up the phone at, on the other end. They don't want to get a voicemail. They don't want to get a text back. I'll call you later. So that's what like is our base, is reception. Someone helping you to answer the phones, take messages and stuff like that. But we really offer a full solution. We give, you know, offer customer service where they will learn detailed information about your business, help problem solve situations and stuff like that. Uh, scheduling anyone who has a calendar. Yeah, there's so many businesses out there, uh, anywhere from handymen to social workers, physical therapists, OT, like just anyone who works on a schedule, you know, we handle their schedule, we learn their systems. Uh, data entry, doing like basic, uh, you know, QuickBooks, stuff like that, entering invoices, sending out invoices, anything that you would really expect to have from your receptionist sitting at your front desk. And do these receptionists, let's say like call people that let's say leads or they don't do that? So not so much sales. Uh, mm -hmm. That's not really what our focus is. Our focus mm -hmm. is to give the support for the business owners and, you know, professionals so they can focus on either their sales or just growing their company. Or like I have some people who are just like, you know what, I want to spend more time with my family. You know, I'm so busy with this. I want to spend time with my family. I want to, you know, start learning a little bit more every day. I'm like, listen, whatever you want to do with your time, that's fine. Our goal is to give you some time back. So can you tell me some pros of having a virtual receptionist rather than them hiring a, a receptionist in their own business? Sure. Uh, so there are a few, I mean, there are, are a bunch of them. Uh, if somebody who, you know, has somebody part-time right now, well, there's the whole expense of hiring. People don't realize what the expense that is. There's the, you know, having to, the computer set up, office set up, you know, sending them equipment, software, getting them all set up. Uh, you know, having to worry about people on vacation, maternity leave, um, out sick, whatever it may be, uh, you know, who's going to cover your phones when someone's out? What happens if the person decides that they're not working out, they want to leave the next day? Uh, so just for the people who have somebody part-time, it's great to, that you have, you know, somebody to cover your phones from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. What happens after 2.30? Then, you know, the person, like in today's days, if you don't have good customer service, you don't have somebody answering the phone, they have Google, they're going to call the next person, you know, that's, yes. that's what it all comes down to. It comes down to servicing your customers, making them feel good, you know, helping them when they call. So you have some receptionists, let's say that would work, let's say till two, you're saying, and then you have somebody else that would take over that receptionist if they're not there. Oh no, my receptionist did like our staff, we work nine to five. If you know, the, oh. they're out sick or something like that, we'll get somebody to cover. But it's more for the people who, if they have somebody part-time or don't have anybody at all, 
Like people think, oh, I only need somebody part-time because I don't have enough work to keep someone full-time, busy full-time. Oh, so, so that's why- they take over after those it, hours. Yeah, no, or, you know, if they decide that it's not working out with a part-time employee, like something like that, just we offer full-time, a full-time service. Oh, wow. And um, who are you looking to target? Like what kinds of businesses? So it's really anybody who's looking to grow anyone who's handling it themselves or, you know, they tried hiring somebody part-time and just wasn't working out because their clients were still not getting the service that they needed. Anyone who's staying up late at night, returning emails and voicemails and, you know, just overwhelmed and burnt out. And every time their phone rings, they get another gray hair. Those are the people we're trying to help. Well, I definitely need this service. I'm literally up till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, just like responding to people about the podcast, adding like, I need someone to run my calendar. Seems like that's what you do. 100%. That's exactly what we do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And how would these receptionists, like, let's say I would want to say, okay, I want this receptionist not to answer my calls because I have to do that, but let's say run my calendar. How do they know exactly the way I want it or what I want? Because let's say I need a meeting exactly at this time. How would they, how, how do they know? How does that work? So we actually have an extensive onboarding process. When we sign any new client, we actually go down to their office or we do a Zoom call, something like that. And we have like a 10 page, like, like you know, uh, application that we go through with the whole onboarding form that oh, wow. we sit down and we put down like as many details as we pass, possibly can about your business. Uh Um, obviously we're always adding to those lists and we save a file for each client because what happens if, you know, someone's out, uh, someone decides that they, they quit the receptionist or it's not working out and we need to hire someone new or the person's out sick and someone Mm -hmm. needs to replace them. They have this cheat sheet that they know everything about the business and that owner doesn't have to worry about having to train someone new every time. One of the other benefits of, you know, using our service when, I know somebody who went through seven receptionists in one year and it was just like each time you have to look to hire and they're panicking, sending out of the WhatsApp chats. Does anyone know someone looking for a job? (laughs) You have to train them again and go through the whole process. It's it's a really, it's a tough process. And that's what we're trying to, to help people with. How did you come up with that cheat sheet? Like, I'm just like, so curious, like, how did you come up with every little detail? Because every single business is different. So just working in different industries and mm-hmm. working with different business owners, I, you know, got a good feeling of the base of what everyone needs. And of course we have comment sections on each one that we add in if things are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially when it comes down to the phones, scheduling, data entry, like some things are just very similar, but that's just the way my, I always like was in my past jobs. Uh-huh. I like was very detail oriented. I always put systems in place, always thinking about how can we make things more efficient, run smoother. So all that experience that I had from my previous jobs, like, you know, I was able to implement over here. Yeah, for sure. And I tell me about some challenges that you had going into this business and starting this business, because it's, it's, it's not easy to just start, start any business. No, for sure. So it definitely took time, I would say, building the foundation. Uh, Mm -hmm. From what I've seen working in like different startups, not having a strong foundation and being sure in what you're trying to accomplish, 
it's just going to be chaos. <laughs> so that that did take some time. And I'll say probably the biggest challenge is because this is like a newer type of concept, it's a proven concept that it works, but because it's so many things like friends that you didn't hear of this type of business either, it's like educating people about it, saying like, you know, this is what we're doing. This is, you know, something that does actually work. And it's like people need to trust it. And I think that's the, the biggest challenge. Everyone who I speak to who I know can benefit from this. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, they're just like, um, yeah, this is a genius idea. I'm different. I'm like, how are you different? I, I can handle it. I can handle it. I'm like, yeah. really? And I go through my series of questions with them. I'm like, until they're just like, oh, okay. But I guess getting in front of people to like to trust this type of idea mm-hmm. is that's, I would say, the biggest challenge. How do you then get people to trust? Like it has to come from people trusting you first, not be, not even trusting the business. They have to have trust in you. So how do you show that trust and how would you prove that trust? Yeah, no, 100%. So listen, we definitely, you know, have referrals that we give out to other people. Um, that That's actually the most effective because they get to hear from other small business owners. I try to even get people in their field to speak with them so they can like, you know, see that this is something that can actually work. Um, but it's also, there's no commitment, which is something we tell them, like, we don't have to worry about, you're not signing away your business to us. Um, there is no commitment. We believe in our, you know, business so much that, you know, once you try it, we believe that you're, you know, you're going to love it. Mm -hmm. And we also have full transparency. We, uh, always encourage the email boxes should be shared email accounts. You can see everything that's going on. We have the voicemails emailed over to you as well uh, as to our receptionist. Uh, we get it, you get a task list at the end of every day of everything that happened. The calls came in, what happened, how was you know the call resolved. Um, so you see exactly what's going on in the business. And we also give phone reports. You could see how many calls came in, how many of them were missed, uh, how long the phone calls were. Were you know just you just keep your finger on the pulse. You, just because you're joining such a business, you're you know signing on like, you know, uh, different receptionists, not in your office or anything like that, doesn't mean you're giving everything away and you're losing control of your business. We try to make it as transparent and make them as comfortable as possible. And your receptionist, if somebody calls, they know all the information that they would give to their, you know, to this person calling, obviously, are they Mm -hmm. there, let's say, to convince that person to go with that business? Or is it very like straight that they just answer the questions that they're asked? Sure, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, so I would say that, you know, they definitely are encouraging. They're not salesmen, you know what I mean? They're not gonna, you know, right, persuade right. and do all the things that a salesman has to do to get a client in. But let's say they're there to help them get any answer that they need. Uh, let's say it's a social worker, for example. Uh, you know, do you take insurance? What type of insurance? You know, uh, what are his hours like? Is it morning and nights? You know, uh, they're there to at least give them all the information they need to make a proper decision. Uh, you know, they want to know if, does he specialize in anything or anything like that. Like they'll and they'll have all that information to let them know. Sure, it's uh, you know he specializes with kids or whatever. Uh, it may be marriage counseling, whatever it may be. Uh, same thing oh, with handyman and you know electricians. What are the rates like? You know, what is his hours like? And does he do, mm-hmm. does he come late at night? You know, stuff like and that. No, that's that right. I hear what you're saying. Now I now I get it even more. And it's very good that you have a partner because a partner keeps you in check 
and like, like imagine you do this by yourself. It could be that you'd be like, oh, I can't go to work today, but having a partner really, really pushes you. Now, tell me about some self-doubt that you experience, if you experience any at all, because I want to inspire other business owners because, you know, it's, it's hard owning a business and it's normal to have self-doubt. So what do you do when you're challenged with that day that you're like, oh my gosh, do I think I can continue this? Do I not? Like, how do you react to that? So definitely starting up a company, you got plenty of those days, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, and I would say just one of my, I would say one of my strengths would not be, like, it's definitely not my strength to be a salesman. I'm not a salesman. I'm more of a people person. I'm not a guy to get on the phone and like start like, you know, <laughs> make them crazy to like to, to just sign the contract. I'm more of a people person. Um, when I speak with clients, I make sure that they're comfortable, like, you know, and um, there are definitely those days where I'm just like, did I do the right thing? Like, you know, should I have gone to this business? You know, should we have opened? And it's great to, you know, I have that sales consultant. He's there to like coach me along. And um, I, it's honestly with LinkedIn, it's been amazing. There are so many people on LinkedIn who just reach out and just encourage, like not them knowing whether I'm having a bad day or not, but they just reach out and they want to talk. and like, oh yeah, like try to do this differently, that differently to try to help your business out. And really just like it's a great source to just help each other out and yeah it's it's amazing that there are so many people out there that are just so nice to just you know help whoever like you know it's great yeah yeah for sure um let's talk about linkedin for a few minutes because i joined linkedin only like five months ago i would say and i have met so many amazing people that i'm close with to this day like literally tzadikim tzadikas is on linkedin and i love the platform how long have you been on linkedin for so really i've been on linkedin for the last like 12 years when like my first job the the owner he like said oh because we were looking for like phlebotomists so he's like oh try linkedin i'm like okay uh -huh. and i made an account back then and I haven't touched it for 11 years. I wow. Only, yeah. <laughs> I only really started use, really utilizing it once I started this business. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was amazing. Uh, one of the people on LinkedIn, uh, her name is Sarah. I put, our, I put a few people on the post. Like one day I was just like thanking everybody who's helped me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, just scrolling around, posting up posters about our business and whatever, nothing crazy. And she really just reached out and said like, hey, what's going on? I see you have a business, this and that. How's it going? And like coached me on like, why don't you post like videos of yourself? Why don't you do this differently or that differently? Try to interact more with people. And honestly, ever since I spoke with her, she like, I, I met so many different people. I think that's even the way I was able to get here today and have the courage to reach out to you. I've seen your show and post. And I'm like, Noah, I want to get on the Malia show. I want to get on the Hebrew hits. Like, <laughs> And she, I, she was amazing. She really helped me out. And from there, even more people reached out to me and told me like, yeah, no, keep posting this, that. And I was really yeah. able to meet like a whole bunch of different people. It's, it's been amazing. Yeah. So LinkedIn's actually interesting because if you come on there in the beginning with the sole focus of pushing, pushing your business and like, rah, rah, this is my business. This is my business. I feel like people lose a little bit of interest when like the way I started. And I also tell a lot of people and I'll tell you as well, which you, you just basically said it share about yourself, which I did for the first like month, month, like maybe two months. I just shared myself just like different things. And then I started talking about my show. I didn't talk about it right away. 
And that really grew my audience because people got to know me and feel like they were, once people feel like they're connected to you, they're going to want to be connected to your business as well. 100%. I completely agree with that. Like I was so, saying, that, yeah. yeah, no, I was no, saying like, I, I know we spoke on the phone, like uh, the last post I put up was I took, there's a, uh, you know, Plaza Barbers, uh, yeah. you know, somewhere. Yeah. so I see he's great on LinkedIn and all, and all that. And he's near my office. I'm like, you know what? I need to take my kids for haircuts. I'm going to take him there. He was incredible there, did an amazing job. I said, you know what? Let me let me uh, try to promote you on LinkedIn. Took a picture of uh, him with my kids, you know, thanking him for the haircut. And I think that was <laughs> a, the, the best post I put on. I got the most amount of likes and everything. And it really shows wow. people want to know more about you. And mm-hmm. the fact that they see you helping other people, that's really what, you know, people want to see. And that's what, you know, I would want to see. Exactly. So how often do you post on LinkedIn? Just curious. So I do try to post at least two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. I at one point I was trying the daily and it's it's difficult to do it daily. Um, <laughs> it happens to be I didn't post in like a week, but I do try to like you know with Perm and stuff. It's been pretty hectic, but um, we'll make a post today. Yeah, no, I I really have to do a post today. Really, it's it's really important to keep it like keep it updated for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we can make a post today after this podcast. We'll do like a little clip of of uh, and I'll send it to you. And then you can post Sounds it. Sounds awesome. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, because LinkedIn is LinkedIn is definitely, and you feel that LinkedIn, you're able to push your business out and also not only push your business out, but do you create a business hashtag? Did I do that? You're asking or? Yeah. Yeah. You. So I actually did. Yeah. So it's a okay. uh, hashtag reliable. Yeah. We, we're trying to push that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. Hashtag reliable. That's just so simple. So easy. Yeah. I'm going to make sure to go follow it right, right after we finish this podcast. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, appreciate I have it. another, I have another question about your clients. Do you think that your clients will lose um, the personal experience that they have with their customers through this business or no? So a lot of people think that like, that's one of the, I think the biggest pushbacks I got, especially mm-hmm. with smaller businesses, especially in like healthcare like uh, social workers, uh, any type of therapist, any type of therapy. Um, they feel like, you know, my clients, oh, they want to speak to me. They like speaking to me. And it's actually, I've, we've proven <laughs> that's really not the case. One of my clients showed me they had 500 text messages on red. Another one had 10,000 uh, emails on red. Oh my People, God. at the end of the day, they want to speak to somebody. They want to mm-hmm. confirm their appointment. They want to schedule an appointment, whatever it is. They want to know that right now you're too busy and you can't see them, but you'll they'll go on a cancellation list. So yeah, like that's not the case at all. At the, when it comes down to it, people just want to talk to somebody when they call in. They want mm-hmm. someone to answer the phone and help them with what they need. And do you, um, before hiring anybody, do you make sure that that person is going to be like give exceptional customer service because that's what you're doing. You're trying to, you know, it's customer service. Do you make sure, and how do you know, like let's say one of your receptionists are not really being the best that they can be. How do you react to that? So yes, 100% when I interview, when I look for employees, um, just based off of my past experiences, I know what type of questions to ask. I've spent a lot of time on the phone and talking to many, many different types of people. Uh, and to me, the most important thing is, you know, and this is like probably the number one question when I interview people is, you know, when somebody calls in and they're screaming and they're yelling and they're rude and they're just being nasty on the phone, how do you react? What, what, what do you try to do? 
anyone who's been in customer service has dealt with that. Mm -hmm. And depending on how they answer that question is honestly, that's what comes down to whether I'll hire them or not. They could be phenomenal in every other area. And they would say like, well, you know, I don't you know, take such abuse and I either hang up the phone or I pass it over to someone else to handle because mm -hmm. I don't need to handle it. That's, I don't, I don't care if you're excelling everywhere else. That's extremely important. And I 100%, I've had it in, you know, my previous jobs where uh, people did not handle, uh, you know, a phone call correctly in the right way. And mm -hmm. um, it just, it, it escalated and it became a bigger problem. Yeah. And I, you know, you have to do, you have to do to make sure that clients are happy and being yeah. taken care of. And, you know, it, whether it means to speak with the receptionist and see what's going on and, mm -hmm you know, see if it could continue working. Like, you know, maybe they just made a mistake. They, yeah. you know, had a had a, a moment, uh, you know, uh, but- Because people yeah, are people at the end of the day. People are human, so people could slip up, but if it's a real big slip up, it's not good. 100%, yeah. But customer and, service is key and our yeah. top priority by us, for sure. It's interesting how you said in the interview, that's why you asked the question. Like I was thinking that this is how you do your interviews. Let's say you, quote unquote, hire for like a test run and they don't know they're answering calls and then you or your partner or you have somebody who you hire to be a test, a tester and be disgusting over the phone and really test out. That's really the interview, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Testing out this person who you may hire, see how they actually react. Because in an interview, they'll say, of course, they'll be nice, da, da, da. But once they're hit with it, then it's interesting to see how they react. Yeah, no, of course. And yeah, that's only something you're going to find out once they're actually hired on. Um, and yeah, you'll, but generally you can tell from people's personality if that's going to happen <laughs> uh, pretty uh, quickly. It's actually yeah. funny, you know, like we used to do when I was back in B&H and we, you know, some days if it would got a little quiet or we just wanted to mess with another guy, we would just like call from our, our cell phone private number and just call up and start screaming, where's my order and this and that and see how the person's going to react. But Listen, they train, they train you well in B&H. Mm -hmm. Everyone always kept their cool and listen, okay, so sorry, yeah. <laughs> but wow. it's like this game we used to have, yeah. But That's um, awesome. Yeah. And here in your business, I know you said that some people say, oh, we could do it on our own, but then they have 10,000 emails they didn't respond to. Even if they responded to every single email, doesn't it look much more professional if someone has a receptionist? Yes, 100%. One thing I always tell them, like, you know, going back to that question, you said, oh, like that personal touch, like, you know, that they don't speak directly to me. There's nothing wrong with telling you, letting your clients know that, you know, I, I'm not sitting by the phone waiting for you to call me. I, you know, I value my time and this is someone who helps me manage my time. Um, I think it's, if anything, it just makes you look a little bit better, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because then it looks like a much more verified business if you have a receptionist, it's like, wow, they have someone managing all this stuff for them. Exactly. You know, and um, another question, I don't know if you want to answer this, but how, how does it exactly work with like, let's say somebody wants to use your service. So they come in and they say, okay, I want to use you to test you out for a month. Do you, do you charge people for a month or do they have to sign for six months or a year? How does that work? So um, I got a little nervous and you're like, you don't have to answer. I'm like, oh no, what's coming? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, so there is no commitment. Obviously, you know, we, we charge for the first month if you want to use it. 
but we tell everybody that we feel so confident that this is gonna, you know, not just solve your issue, but you're gonna be so like relieved and <laughs> you're like, you know, that this is a solution that you need. Um, there's no commitment. If it's, you feel like after a month, it's not working out for you, no hard feelings, um, you know, like it, there, there's no pressure at all to, to join. Mm -hmm. And um, how much would you say it costs for somebody to your, use your services? So it all depends on like, you know, what exactly they need. Mm -hmm. uh, the price range is from 249 to 599 a week. Uh, and we did the, the math and we have it up, uh, you know, on our, not on our website. I think we even posted once on LinkedIn that mm -hmm. it actually comes out to cheaper, the same price or cheaper than hiring somebody part-time on your own. So wow. it's just an affordable option for people, you know, who just either need a break and looking to grow their company and yeah. And it's full-time, not part-time. So they're getting more time for their money. Exactly. Exactly. If, if you would say you have a slogan for your business, what would it be? So that's, it's, uh, we were like dabbling with a few different types. It was, you know, full-time uh, receptionist, part-time salary. There was the best way to, uh, the best way to make money is not by saving money because people think, oh, I'll save money by not hiring. And oh, I like uh, you that. Know this. So yeah, we were working with a few, <laughs> but um, what did you yeah, go I with? Think that was the one that we were like, we started with, uh, you know, full-time receptionist for part-time salary. But I think that one hits home a little more, the, the second one, yeah. I also, the first one seems like it's based around like money. The second one is is definitely better. Can you say it again? Yeah. I just wanted to so, say yeah, 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 yeah. So the slogan that we're transitioning to is the best way to make money is not by saving money. That's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. It is. It's so, yeah. it's so smart because now I'm thinking about it. It's like you'll make, you'll end up, you'll spend this money, but you're investing in yourself and investing in your business. Exactly. Like the one thing, like when I speak to people, you know, when I'm trying to sell to them, just like one question, have you ever, do you ever think you lost a client because you weren't able to pick up the phone or answer them right away? Every single person says 100%. Like, wow. So it's really, that's what it comes down to. It's, it's reliability. That's why we went with that name, reliable services. That's what we are. And that's what we try to give people. And your partner, is he a silent partner or is he known? So it's not even so much as a partner. He's more like, you know, a consultant that, you know, is there like more of like our backbone type. Like, okay. you know, he's there to like support us and keep us going. Um, so yeah, no, he's not like facing the customers or anything like that. Wow. And I'm, I'm still like in awe how everything led you to, to this. Like if COVID didn't hit, it could possibly be that you would still be in your other job. 100%. Yeah. For sure. But, and now you're enjoying this so much more than all those other jobs that you were in? Yeah. Like there's definitely challenges with having your own business, but mm -hmm. to have honestly like that, that freedom and like that growth potential, there's no glass ceiling, like sky's the limit, you know? Um, it's just like having that, like, you know, idea is just like, it's amazing. Yeah. So where do you want to go from here? How much more do you want to grow? I mean, listen, we would love to, you know, keep growing, uh, you know, get as uh, as big as we can. Like, I feel uh -huh. like there are so many businesses out there that can benefit from this. Um, there's no, like, you know, right now we're not, uh, we're not putting a glass ceiling anywhere. We're keeping it open and, you know, it's all in God's hands. <laughs> That's wow. it. And it's virtual. 
since it's virtual, you could definitely do this like anywhere in the world. Like you could hire someone to manage a business in Israel or in Asia and Europe, in the UK, like all over. This could really go like you could, you know, hire different people and this could be your business that you started. Yeah, 100%. Because and the whole idea is that people will never know that when they call in, this person is not sitting in the other room. They're right there. Right. And that's so, well, maybe you'd have to have the same accents or not. Well, I guess that gets a little tricky when you talk about overseas. <laughs> <laughs> right. You'd have to have the same accents. And I want to ask you this question, since it's a virtual business, sure. how long do you think virtual type of things are going to be going on? Do you think this is where we're headed? in the next like years to come? So I definitely think that because of COVID, like it opened up everyone's eyes to like, you know, it, this is in a sense like an option. And I know so many businesses that are still working remotely, even though, you know, things, you know, thank God things did calm down a lot and they have the vaccine and a lot of businesses did reopen. But mm -hmm. I know many people who are still working from home but it's not even so much, I would say, for, for COVID-related reasons. It's more that you don't have to worry about staffing your own employee or having office space for them. Right. It's like they're right there, but you never have to worry about, like, you know, setting them up. And if you don't mind answering this question, sure. how many receptionists do you have at the current moment? So right now, we're still in startup mode. So we're actually working on getting our second one now. Right. Uh, yeah, so like we're still, uh, we're, we're growing, thank God, but uh, right now we're working on getting our second one, yeah. And did you say that you started this business in September? September, yeah. So it's only been how many months? Like September, October, November, December, January. It's been like seven months since you had this business? Yeah, it's about seven months. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we were able to, in the beginning, it was definitely tricky, especially with all the Amitavim, you know, mm -hmm. with Rosh Hashanah, and all that, everybody shut right. down. Uh, but it was getting the traction in the beginning to get people used to this idea and try to get our name out there enough that mm -hmm. it's getting to a point where we speak to people like, oh yeah, no, I, I've heard about it. Something like that. Someone was telling me and, you know, we're getting like, you know, some uh, referrals and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, uh, it now is a pretty exciting time. <laughs> I'm so amazed how much it grew in just a few months. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> And is there anything else that you'd like to say about your business? So, I mean, I definitely think we hit all, all the major points. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're there to really help out these, uh, these companies and there's a lot of them out there. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we're hoping for the best. And I wanna ask you a personal question um, because taking, a, taking on a business is a, is a big, big, uh, big decision. How do you see your life has changed, like your personal life, not your work life, your personal life has changed. You feel, you feel you're more accomplished and you're going after something that you want. Like, how do you feel? Uh, I definitely feel uh, definitely more like ambitious. I'm like, you know, uh, it, you know, it's definitely more exciting for sure. Uh -huh. And just uh, really like being your own boss, being in control, like, it's, you know, there were so many times in other companies where I worked, where I saw things going on. And I was just like, like we, we can't do that. I tried even to speak up and I was just like, like, why don't we do it differently? Why don't we do it that way? Like, this is really, I really think this is going to be like a mistake. And sometimes it wasn't, sometimes there really was a mistake. And it's mm -hmm. just nice to, in a sense, have that control where, you know what, I'm get to make the decisions now. And the way I feel like it, 
you know, the businesses should be running and, you know, how my employees, it's very important to me to have morale up and keep my employees happy. And, you know, because it really comes through all my customers and all my clients, they, they're going to feel whether my employees are happy or not. For <laughs> and, sure. And I, I really have to ask you this also, because sure. it's interesting. Um, did you, when you first started the business, were you the one who was on the phone being that receptionist? Yes. Okay. I fully believe that for any business owner, they need to know how to do the job in order mm -hmm. to appreciate their employees. I yes. think that is key. Um, it is extremely important to have a successful company. Otherwise, you don't appreciate your employees with what they're doing. If you don't right. know and also, that's doing. how you know. And then you, you're already designing the business, but unless you're in, like, unless you become that receptionist, like, that's when you really know, like, how, I mean, you know how it works, but you're, you know, you, I feel like if you become the receptionist, which is what the business is, you really know the business even more than just yeah. saying what it is. Yeah, I mean, listen, when I uh, onboard a client, I'm the one who actually learns the business. And then I train in the receptionist on, you know, how their business runs. Right. This way, I really have a good understanding of my clients and what their needs are. Right. And also, like, listen, there are plenty of days where it gets overwhelming and gets very busy. I uh -huh. sit down, I start taking calls, I start scheduling. I still, I, you know, we do what we have to do to make our clients happy. I'm happy to sit down and do the work. Of course, you know, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't even think that you're just like sitting in the office, just like yeah. chilling all day. Like you built yeah. this thing and you're, you're, you're still at this beginning stages, like you're going to grow, but you have to put the work in. Like, I sure. wouldn't think that you're just sitting there just like, okay, yeah. let me look at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So I know that different businesses have something called a call center. So would you say that your business is like a call center? Uh, no, absolutely not. We are like complete opposite of a call center. Uh, call centers are there to just take a message. They have 50 people, 50, 60 people answering the phone. They have a script. Uh, what we provide is a dedicated account representative who learns your businesses, all the ins and outs. They get to learn your clients. They get to learn how you like to work. And it's really like getting your own personal employee. You're not getting some sort of service that, you know, just takes a message. Oh, wow. That's awesome to know. And before we go, um, can you please share two pieces of advice? The first thing is for somebody that is just lost and they have a job and then they go to a next job and go to a next job, similar to what you were doing in the beginning when you were younger, what piece of advice do you have for that person? So honestly, the best advice I can give is try to, you know, gain as much experience as you can you don't like the way it is, see what, what you don't like about it. See what would you do differently? Not just like, ah, like I just, I hate the way things are running. So what would you do differently to make it run better? And then hopefully an opportunity comes up. You never know when that opportunity will come up. I didn't know for myself that it would be now, <laughs> but this way you just, you know, you'll have that experience. You'll have that knowledge to take it and run with it and implement it on your own. Wow. Thank you. And then the second piece of advice that I'd like to hear from you is if you can tell those people who are starting a business and they're unsure, like they're having doubts, should I start? Should I not start? And they really just don't, they, they need that extra push. What would you tell that person? Should they like, how would you encourage them? I would say, do you believe in what you're trying to accomplish? Are you, do you believe in what you're trying to do? If you believe in it and you really believe that this is something that people need and you know, you think that you have something good, then go for it. 
if you believe in it, other people will also. Wow. It's something that I, that I, I love that because it's something, like I said, on LinkedIn, I said, if you don't believe in yourself, why should anybody else believe in you? So similar to your business, like if you don't believe in your business, then why should anybody else believe in it? Right? Yeah. 100%. Wow. So Yitzi, I want to ask you, how can someone get in touch with you? They want to use your services. How can they get in touch with you? Uh, sure. So listen, you could check out my LinkedIn profile. I have all my contact information there. Uh, you go to our website, ReliableOS.com. Um, our number is, you call our office, you know, 732-226-8111. Send us an email, info at ReliableOS.com. We have many different ways for you to get in touch with us. <laughs> you just heard that from Yitzi Fellner. He is the founder and the owner of Reliable Office Services. Go check out all of his links. They are going to be in the description down below. This was the 48th episode of Hebrew Hits. I'm your host, Malia. Thank you so much for being here with me and listening to the show. Yitzi, it's been such a pleasure interviewing you and having you on the show. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, such a pleasure. Go hit that subscribe button on YouTube. I know I asked you in the beginning of this interview, if you have not yet done it, hit it right now. Hit that notification bell, hit like, and comment. If you have any questions for Yitzi, leave it down in the comment section below. We will get them answered for you. Please go follow Hebrew underscore hits on Instagram and Facebook. And also, you know what I'm about to say, go follow us on all of the streaming apps. Leave a rating, leave a review. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Have a great day. Great night. Great morning. Bye-bye.